You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Have seen the end. We've got a winner, got a full result, and uh, looking forward to getting into what happened in that final week. Uh, all four episodes of what happened there. It was uh, pretty full on, and uh, looking forward to unpacking that all with you here. Um, so you're here with Nick, and uh, I'm joined as always by Perez. Perez, how are you going? I'm good. Hello, everybody. Do you feel a bit survived out after a, a fairly intensive week? Oh, it was, what was that? It was a week ago, wasn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I do to probably show my hand a little bit early here. I, I do think the show kind of peaked at the right time. I think well, everything that was in that final episode was, of course, as Survivor New Zealanders uh, want to do, was was drawn out and you know all that kind of stuff. But it also, um, I think there was some really good kind of strategic stuff, and, and you know, so I think they kind of had the good stuff at the end, which is always quite nice. You know, <laughs> always sucks when you get a Survivor season and it kind of flames out too early. And this one definitely did, and I think that there was some good stuff, good final tribal council, which is always great um yeah so I, I think we've got lots to unpack so i think what we plan on doing here is, is maybe we're going to talk a little bit about these episodes that we've seen these four episodes um and we're probably going to spend more of our time really talking about the the final episode um and, and the reunion show and talking about the result a little bit um and i was obviously um up at the finale so i can talk a little bit about what i saw um in the room um although there's not a lot of behind the scenes stuff there really what you saw on tv was kind of what you got but um, you, you don't want to miss it um sorry matt you only said that about five times in a reunion show i'm just taking the piss um but um <laughs> yes yeah, so, and then i think what we'll do is actually come back for a follow-on show at some point um in the next week or so where we will uh, just kind of talk about the show as a whole what we think the impact was and you know what we see as, as maybe some some good and bad points about about what we've got out of it so i think that's probably our plan here so uh, i think we'll probably just rip in and, and um you know forgive us if, if we feel a little bit rusty about this stuff because it has been a little while since we uh, we saw this and as I say four episodes in one week it does kind of blend in together you know four episodes in four days is quite a lot of the new survivor to take on but um, we're, we're probably just gonna I, I think we'll, we won't spend too much time talking about these first three episodes because I think um, they probably do blend into each other a little bit but we want to be completionists and we want to give our, our ratings for each episode so we'll definitely do that but uh, yeah I, I guess we probably start this this first episode on the Sunday which is the the final four so We've still got Arvi, Barb, Nate, and Tom are there, um, and um, we kind of have this this reward challenge is probably the first thing that we we kind of get to a little bit, and it's the you know they've got to go out in turns and try and flip the drums over. So there's three drums, and and um, Arvi and Nate end up winning that one. Um, and you know, I, I guess probably the whole thing around this episode is you know what's going to happen um, when this four go to tribal council. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know what you thought of that reward challenge. I, I actually quite like the reward. I like the whole Allison's pantry or whatever it was. I thought that was it did remind me of going to pack and save. But um, other than that, I thought it was it was quite good. Oh, I think this this challenge is just um sort of a whatever with it. It's like uh yeah, I suppose it, it could like you know conjure up a little tiny bit of excitement watching it, but it wouldn't bother me if I ever saw it again. But the reward, I was devastated. Are you kidding me? That was. <laughs> Health, it was like the healthy options again for their junk food supposedly rewards. It was I would have I literally if I if I was one of them and they pulled that out as the reward, I would have cried. Oh, I so would, 
you weren't you wouldn't be happy with the with the nougat. I thought that was probably the saving grace. If it hadn't had the nougat in it, I think I would have been a bit upset. When I saw the figs and, and almonds, I thought that was pretty gutty. But um, you know, and dried I, fucking apricots. Oh my god, no! I that, mean, it, nah. In, in a vacuum, I don't mind that kind of stuff. In a vacuum pack, I don't mind it either. But, um, you know, I think um, when you're starving after, what was it, like 37 days or 35 days or whatever it was, yeah, you probably wouldn't be overly happy with that. I would have been devastated. I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I would have been destroyed. You know, in season one, how they were, like, concerned that a bunch of them were going to uh mutiny and not partake in the next reward challenge after the yacht challenge yeah that's right yeah yeah that would have been me when i, if I had have seen that it was going to be uh allison pantry pick and mix and take your selection of these nuts and dried fruits i would have been like no i'm going back to camp for a nap it and reminds a me a little bit of that do you remember in gabon and they, they had that reward challenge for the herb garden Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's, bit, it's, it's almost as bad as that, eh? Like it's right down, right down at that level. I guess the herb garden at least was kind of like day fifteen or something, so you know it wasn't quite so bad. Um, but I just remember like the whole reaction to that. You know, that's uh, you know everybody's like, you're gonna win a herb garden. They're like, really? Like, do we even want to do it? <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a little bit like that. But I guess probably the thing was, that, you know, um, RV was quite happy to win because you know he's gonna spend some time with with Nate. And I guess probably the thing that we've uh, forgotten to do here, which we always do at the top of these episodes, is you know, just give the disclaimer. There's uh, there's spoilers are plenty here, and obviously now at this point we know Arby's the winner of the season. Um, so we can kind of look back on these episodes and, and kind of watch the last few days and what he's planning. And, and obviously one of the things he's talking about is that um, you know he's he's worried he doesn't have a great relationship with Nate and that might come back to bite him. So you know they've got a bit a bit of time to kind of chill out and and, and talk with each other um, around this this particular reward. Um, although it's just them sitting there eating some almonds and dried apricots, so I'm not entirely sure that it's all that exciting. No, I wasn't. <laughs> short, and, short and sweet and to the point yeah I, I mean I don't think we want to labour on it too much because obviously we, we know where this is going so I, I didn't think there was anything hugely kind of interesting going on here um, I think probably the, the real meat of this episode is, is really um, I, I guess we get a little bit of that kind of Barb situation about is she going to quit and all that kind of stuff because obviously this is the moment where is she going to go to the final you know and there's a lot of talk around you know is she going to quit is she not going to quit and that kind of dominates this this period of the game um and uh, yeah but uh, obviously then we go into this immunity challenge which was incredible i mean i don't know if you expected it but when i went on to um and this is going to be a big talking point for our next episode is around um tvnz spoiling everything for us but mm-hmm. tvnz actually completely spoiled this this immunity challenge that we get here as well because the, the the little blurb they had for it was basically the most unexpected person wins immunity i'm like well it's clearly not tom and if we're talking about unexpected barb's probably winning this um so i was completely spoiled by TV and Z about the fact that definitely Tom wasn't winning and Barb probably was. I mean, was it something that, that you kind of saw coming as the challenge was going through? Oh, no, I was in the same boat here and I heard this exact same thing and thought, well, that could only be Barb. Yeah. Well, if it's unexpected, they should have just said Tom isn't going to win this one, basically, is what they should have said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was just, they could have, they could have kind of said it in a different way where it wasn't completely obvious that it was Barb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, and that's kind of actually where this episode ends, which is, you know, the, the Survivor New Zealand has not been afraid to, to kind of play with the format a little bit. And we, you know, the, this is a really good example here where we kind of end, basically we end on an, an immunity challenge. So there's a few camp scenes after this, but this is basically the, the kind of um, set piece for this episode is this this immunity challenge and, and what it's going to mean. And I mean, we're coming out of that episode. I mean, what was what were you expecting as we kind of go into the, the next episode, which is the, the Monday night episode? Um, I was expecting what happened. I didn't, I, I was just like, this is like, I think the most, uh, uh, as a viewer where I found Barb to be the most insufferable to watch because I didn't understand from, well, maybe it's not even Barb. It's just the editing of why she was so pro RV pro Tom and almost sort of dismissive of Nate's spot in it and that's what I was thinking I was like okay she's going to side with these guys Nate's out why is he not why aren't we seeing her even consider Nate's position here yeah yeah um yeah I think it's it's really interesting I mean I probably I mean from the outside I think you know it absolutely makes sense for for Arvi and Barb to kind of go to the end with Nate like it didn't make a lot of sense to me to start um you, you know taking Nate out of the game I, I didn't really understand where we went here and I'm still at the end of this whole thing I'm still not really sure why we kind of got here um but I think we just we can talk about that in the the next episode because that's kind of where we go um yeah. so I think we'll probably just stop here just quickly and just give our rating for this episode um which was the Sunday night so this is episode 17 so is that, just from, from your perspective is this a a buy a, a rent or a bin from where you're you're sitting Based solely on the reward of the reward <laughs> challenge, this is a bin and slam the lid down after bin. It's not a um, pick and mix bin. No. no. <laughs> it's the dumpster out the back of it. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's probably... Uh, I, I've, I've tried not to give too many bins, but I'm not sure there's really a lot going on here that's all that important. I mean, the, the Barb immunity win is fun, um, but I, it's not enough to really save the rest of the episode for me. It's one that, you know, you almost could just slide over the top of this one and we didn't need it. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm binning this one as well, and we can kind of move forwards with the next one. We're obviously, we start this episode off with the Tribal Council, um, and, uh, you know, we kind of we kind of um, move into, you know, what's going to happen um, with these guys, which we've already started that discussion, but um, yeah, so I mean, I, I was really surprised that it was Nate. Um, I, to me, I didn't really see a good reason to get rid of Nate. I think you know, if you've got that opportunity to get rid of Tom, and I guess we probably, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about the seasons of an American version where you've got somebody goes on an immunity run, and if you get the opportunity to take them out, then you have to. Um, uh -huh. You know, and I, I think the likes of. Um, you know, Mike from Worlds Apart or Fabio from Nicaragua, you know, you take these guys out because if they get to the end, they win. Um, and, you know, there was every every reason to suspect that Tom was going to get to the end and, and pick up those votes. I mean, you, we, we, we didn't really know, or I certainly didn't until kind of maybe the last couple of episodes, that Mike and Lee were probably not as solid in the, in the Tom camp as maybe I thought. So, you know, for me, that's, um, yeah, that, that's, an interesting one um yeah i mean i don't know what do you have any thoughts around that like i mean if you're in, in Arby's shoes in this position are, are you thinking take out tom or are you seeing bigger reasons to keep him around oh it's it's tricky i if, if it was me there instead of Arby, i would have been hoping that tom would have left but with like Arby, i suppose he was you know on his whole honorable buzz 
so he probably wanted to keep Tom around only because of his whole um, shtick with his gameplay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that whole thing is, and it's not something we actually really got in the season all that much, was, you know, Arby wanted to go to the end with the with the best player, which I always think is complete bullshit. You know, like, I think... Agree. You know, uh, you know would he have gone to the end with, um, with Salah if he'd had the opportunity, you know? Um, all that kind of shit, you know? I, d- I don't actually believe that all that much. I think it's a convenient story at the end. I think, I think he... he yeah, I mean, I, I actually, you know, I think Harvey's a good player, but I think this is probably the the one thing that I really worry about is that, you know, I think he's maybe in the situation that, like a Kim Spradlin's in, where he kind of feels he's probably going to win regardless, and whether he goes, you know, he wins and you know with his friend next to him, or whether he goes for the absolute slam dunk win, you know, I guess that's something to really think about. So. Yeah, but I mean, just how sure we were that Mike and Lee's votes were were not Tom's is is really the thing that kind of throws me around this whole thing. Um, I mean, I guess you've you've also got the outside thing about Redemption Island. Like, if he sends Tom, you know, Tom comes back into the game, then Tom's got no reason to work with him. So potentially he knows that you know if he, if Nate comes back, then Nate's not in a position where he's going to win immunity and, and screw up his plan. So potentially that's part of it as well, I guess. Yeah, not alienating a potential person coming back in there yeah 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 so yeah I, I think that's definitely where where we get with this episode so um i mean i'm just i'm just trying to think through and um just clarify me if i'm wrong here but um is that all we get in this episode um, no i think we've got the redemption island so the redemption jewel. island the yeah, redemption island jewel is in this one sorry i'm just getting myself a wee bit confused obviously we have this final redemption island challenge um did you enjoy this one i mean i guess probably the big the big reveal here too is that um you know this is um two people coming back into the game not one yeah that was strange i would have preferred it to be one person and i wasn't really fussed on this challenge being the final one either yeah, I think for me, uh, I think one area where the show probably hasn't really got it right has been um, that they've had the wrong Redemption Island challenges in the wrong places. I think the ones where yeah. people are racing to get to an objective, you know, like building a tower or something like that, that's one where if you're going to have two winners, that's a good one to have it in. But yeah. ones where it's like somebody stands for a long period of time or it's an endurance or something like that, that's one mm-hmm. where you want one winner. Um, and it, yeah. kind of, it kind of takes all the energy out of it when two people win. You know, you're just waiting for one person to screw up, really. And and that kind of, yeah. So I think they maybe got it a little bit wrong because I actually quite like this challenge. You know, we've seen it a couple of times, I think, now on the American version. Um, and I think it's This is the one Katie Collins won, wasn't it? Yes, it is. And it's the one that Fabio, it was the final, the final four challenge in Nicaragua as well. Um, yes. You know, so th- thematically it, it kind of worked for that season. Um, and I actually, yeah, I do quite like it. I think it plays out really well. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good little um, variation on the, you know, stacking the dishes challenge, which we've had as well. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I do like it, but yeah, I'm just not quite sure it was the right one here. I actually, you know, while I found it weird having two people come back, I actually thought it worked quite well, um, because I think one of my issues was if somebody had come back in at final four... And, mm-hmm. had only, and had only one challenge to win to get into the final three, that would have felt really, you know, the, like that, uh, you know, saying it's. That would have sucked. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think it kind of, it does actually, um, it helps that they've still got to get two challenges, one to get to the final three. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, I think it's okay. I'm, I'm all right with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of really impressed that Survivor New Zealand has been unafraid to kind of just chuck stuff out and, and see what works. Um, yeah, so I think that's been, that's been really good to kind of see where that all 
all happens. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, obviously we get this kind of, uh, this awkward return of these two guys. I mean, it's never going to be fun times, is it, when these two guys are coming back into into the game. Mm. Um, and But again, we get that whole thing here, and, you know, we're cutting ahead a little bit, but these are the next two guys to go. You know, like, it's this the same old thing with Redemption Island, that it actually ends up not having an impact on the game. Yeah, which yeah. was a bit lame, but oh well. Well, it's one of those things you can't control, and I would rather that happen than have somebody come back and, um, you, you know, they come back and... Sail all the way to the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so it's one of those things that's the, the lesser of two evils from my perspective, but it probably shows the whole reason why. There's really a no-win with Redemption Island. I'm not sure that it really gives you much, I think, whether or not you're somebody that maybe enjoyed the whole stuff with Mike. I mean, it wasn't something that I really dug, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people that kind of really enjoy that stuff. Well, if you've, if you've never really watched Survivor before and, like, New Zealand Survivor is where you're starting for, like, uh, your Survivor experience, uh, Survivor is completely different without Redemption Island, and, and I hope that, like, an audience wouldn't think that uh, uh, it's an important aspect of Survivor because it's really, it, it's borderline redundant the whole thing really and it hasn't really ever had much of an impact in the final outcome of any season that it's been in has it or has it i don't think it has well no not really i mean obviously um you know when you look at the, the original season obviously the two people that went to redemption island they were the first person to then go as soon as they came back yeah um and i think you know um Ozzy was was pretty quick to go. I think he went. He survived one vote, and then he was gone both times. He came back in, in uh, South Pacific. And what about uh, Blood versus Water? So you, obviously, Satina so comes back, and she's gone pretty much straight away. Uh, yeah. Make, makes it one vote, and uh, Laura's Laura makes it a couple of votes herself. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I don't think it's really had a big impact. But then, if it had a big impact and somebody won on it, I'd probably be even more upset about it. So yeah, I, 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 I think you know from the start, I said I think this was probably a good thing for this show because I think um, people who aren't familiar with how survival works um, pro, you know and a lot of Kiwi audiences wouldn't have been would have quite liked this element and I think it also means that people aren't going out of the game being completely backstabbed you know they actually had a chance to get back in the game and so it was on them whether they went out of the game and I think that that probably helped kind of cut the you know the, the tension of being um, you know being backstabbed and stuff like that that I think a lot of Kiwi audiences just wouldn't have really understood. Yeah, and I think I think we could talk about this more in the last one that we do. But I think that the uh, inclusion of Redemption Island, having the sort of challenge aspect of it, be the road to actual elimination, would have been a lot more palatable to uh, New Zealand as an audience watching people get eliminated that way than by a vote as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that we're very lucky that I think um, once we got down to that final three, it was going to be a good outcome regardless of who won. You know, in terms of Avi or Tom, because I think that the the audience was going to be happy with either outcome there. So, you know, I, th I think that that actually worked out really well. Um, yeah, so I, I guess let's let's just um, do a quick wrap up on this episode as well. So this is our, our Monday night episode. Um, this is where we farewell Jack as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we shouldn't forget that. Uh, that, that yeah, our, our good uh, loincloth wearing friend is finally out of the game right about here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this episode, I suppose. Um, 
yeah, I mean, any parting thoughts on Jack before we kind of rate the episode? I thought he had quite a, a sincere and mature little speech before he left, which we hadn't really seen from him. I thought we saw a, a bit of um, uh, intelligence, maybe, throughout the season that he'd, like, mask with his, you know, like, little brother-esque humour. Um, but I, I was quite surprised with his like little exit speech, and and I thought we saw more of that um, sort of uh, perceptive opinion when it came to him coming up in the jury as well. So I would have liked Tom to have uh, Jack to have come in instead of Nate and Mike. So- yeah. Um, one of the things I think that we probably haven't ever really said about Jack is that he's quite clearly a really intelligent guy. Like he's quite articulate. Um, you know, he's really quick. He's you know, he's really quick-witted. Um, and I think we probably never really saw that. Like he just kind of got pigeonholed as this kind of guy who was just always making jokes, and they kind of just rubbed up and annoyed people a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I guess that that's that's something that we never really talked about. And I don't know if it kind of came through on screen, but it definitely did in the room that he was the absolute star of the of the reunion show. You know, like he had just the fun comments and he just kind of, you know, he, he would just insert himself like, you know, quite naturally into a lot of the conversations and get a, get a laugh. And, you know, he was, it was the funniest I think I'd kind of seen him was actually in the reunion show. Um, so I think he was actually ended up being, he, he was definitely not who I thought we were getting on the show. Like I thought we were going to get a completely different character than what we ended up getting. But um, that's not to say I didn't like what we ended up getting from Jack. Oh, Jack definitely grew on me from his, I thought he gave a really good first impression. And then I thought of, didn't really think that much of him actually in the beginning, in the early stages. He's sort of almost a, kind of a little bit invisible. But then towards the end, I, I, I came to appreciate Jack and all his Jackness. Yes, I think you probably uh, just encapsulated what I was trying to say very well there. So, yeah, so um, let's let's give this episode a, a, a buy rental bin. I mean, what do you think of this one? This has got the, the end payoff of the uh, Redemption Island. So is, it, is that enough for you to, to uh, maybe give it a, 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 a rent? I, w- I would rent this one, yes. I okay. would. I could watch this one again. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, no, I'll definitely rent it as well. Um, uh, you know, I think there was uh, yeah, some good action in this one, but uh, probably not enough to buy it. But uh, no, I did really enjoy this one. And then we can kind of move on to this this final episode. So we get uh, two immunity challenges in this episode, right? Mm, yep. Yep. Yeah, so we get uh, that immunity challenge that I really like that we've seen a few times now, um, which is, you know, the, the whole got to balance the boards on the wobbly the wobbly uh, ledge while you kind of walk backwards with the rope. And there's probably a better name for it. I can't really, uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, you've seen the show, presumably, if you listen to this. So you know what I'm talking about. But uh, it's, it's a great challenge. I really, really enjoy it. And I, what I like about it is that you don't have to have any particular um, strength, I don't think, in this challenge. You just have to kind of be the quickest to kind of figure out the balance and, and all that kind of stuff to do well in it. I have a question about this challenge for you, Nick. Yeah. In the American version, when they drop, didn't they have to start all over again? Where in this one, if they dropped, they had to run back and restack them all? No, I think that's the same as the American one. I think they had to leave the one they were at. Like, put if they were holding one, they had to put it down, go back to the start, um, and you know, and restack them all, and then they had to then start backing out again to get to the next one. I'm pretty sure that's that's how it worked, but I could be wrong. Okay, because I wasn't sure, because I was thinking, watching, I was like, this seems so much easier, and I seem a lot less stressed 
watching this than I do watching the American one. I think sometimes it's all in the edit, you know, like you definitely know that these guys dropped several times before somebody kind of got on a on a bit of a hot streak. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's, yeah, I, I think I'm right about that one. I mean, the, the classic one I remember is, is Tyson winning this one in Blood versus Water, and I know they did it in the other Blood versus Water season as well. Um, but I don't know if they've done it again since then, though. They've done this quite a few times, haven't they? Oh, I think the Blood versus Water was the first time, though. I think it's one of those ones that they've repeated quite often recently, you know? Okay, because I, I, whenever I see this challenge, I don't know why, but I always think of Andrea for some reason. Oh, okay, maybe they did it on Game Changers. I can't remember. I think they might have done it in Game Changers, actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just wondering if they did it in um, uh, Caramon as well, but... I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, so obviously this is the... It's kind of build has been a bit of a showdown between Mike and Tom. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I guess probably... Um, obviously, we see that Tom wins this one, and, and you know, it's a big one, and we actually get a reaction out of Tom, which is something we don't see a lot of. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess if... My question for you is, if Mike wins this one, mm-hmm. who do you think gets voted out? If Mike won, it would have been Nate. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Just hold on to that that question because I'm that, that answer because I'm going to come back to that a little bit later on. But um, okay. Yeah, that, but I knew that um, Mike would be partaking in this challenge from a couple of weeks ago because they showed him holding on to the string in a preview for it, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, that's right, because you actually sent me a message about that, and yeah. um, and I, I misread that, um, because I was under the impression, like, I was looking for something, and yeah. um, I thought what you had told me was that you had seen who had been voted out and was in the final um, um, Redemption Island duel. Well, I knew I knew who would be coming back from Redemption Island because every single Redemption Island challenge that they showed up at, it was I think it might have been the they showed that shot of him of Mike pulling on the string before I, I think before even Shay lost Redemption Island. Mm. Yeah. Well, that sucks. So, boo editing, you suck majorly. Yeah, and I mean it's definitely something that we've, we've been coming back to time and time again. So yeah, I mean it's it's an ongoing issue for us, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, obviously we kind of go into um, this this um, this tribal council, sorry, and it, it's pretty cut and dry, obviously, that Mike's going to go, but he's scrambling for his life, and I, I give him full credit, you know, that he knows that he's he's got to throw it all out there and try and try and save himself, and mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job up until he gets to tribal council, and then I think he completely blows it by basically getting too aggressive. Yeah, well, the thing the thing that actually struck me about his little scramble and the sort of back and forth he was having with Barb sort of reminded me of Barb and Nate trying to draw in Jack initially at the Hermosa Beach when they needed somebody from the Young Alliance to come in. And I think I said to you there was a lot of gentleness I thought that was missing from Barb that I would expect a woman at her age to be aware of. And then it sort of seemed with Mike, he was giving Barb the Barb treatment and it was not at all what she needed at that time i think he needed to be a whole ton softer for it to have any sort of effect on her at all yeah yeah what this actually reminded me a little bit of was um the final four in survivor cambodia where um you know spencer gets to tribal council and then just like completely kind of says to 
um, to Jeremy, you know, like, if you take Kelly, I'm going to, you know, lobby for her to win. And, you know, just kind of completely overplays his hand a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it just kind of reminded me of that, really. I guess probably... Yeah, the, I could see that. Yeah, and I guess probably the thing is Mike's got nothing to lose. Like, he knows he's probably going anyway. You know, he's playing from a really weak position, so he's just got to do the best he can. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch, I guess. Yeah, but I, I, I sort of liked the... the I, th- I think with the whole young alliance, I found it really... I thought it was like maybe this was like good editing. I don't know, or if, if it was even intentional, but the sort of the last ditch effort from the last young person sort of mirrored for me the sort of initial desperation of the older members trying to break into the young people's alliance. So I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, obviously it doesn't work out. Mike goes home. I really hate this Goliath nickname. It's pissing Oh, my God. It wasn't like the challenges were like that one that, you know, in Redemption Island where Boston Rob looks like he's going to have a heart attack when he runs up to the top of those stairs when he wins that, like, final fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if the challenges were a bit more like that and he was, like, creaming them the whole time, sure, I'd get it. But come on. It was like, no. No, no, no. These are challenges Courtney Yates could have at least had a show winning. <laughs> that's the, the, that's the, Courtney, the Courtney Yates line. And I love Yates Courtney Yates. Yates. She's one of my favourites. <laughs> so, yeah, and then obviously we go into um, this final immunity challenge, which is, this is actually the final um, Redemption Island duel that they did in the original Redemption Island season. Um, so this is the one that um, Andrew gets back into the game through, and it's also the one that Tina gets back into the game through. Um, so Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what an epic challenge. I think, you know, this kind of goes on for three hours, um, and, you know, we kind of had this, the, the, you know, dramatic moment where Tom falls off, which was pretty scary, you know, like it's, um, you, know, you get those things where people just pass out and, um, you know, going back again to Cambodia, you know, the bit where... Um, Joe. Where Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe faints, but it's just like, it's nowhere near as dramatic as this. It's just like, I guess it's probably because Tom's on this box and he just kind of like falls off and it's really dramatic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really cool moment, but, well, not a cool moment, you know, it's a really good moment, TV moment. But I guess probably the thing is, um, you and I kind of pointed this out a little bit, that there was a lot of foreshadowing from our about you know i've just got to win a challenge and win a challenge and it's like he's definitely winning the last immunity challenge and i always felt that that's what the story was telling me and sure enough that's what happened yeah definitely so um well done on us for reading the edit there correctly um and, and picking the rv when that challenge was kind of gets a little bit overshadowed but um you know immediately we kind of go into this thing of you know what's rv's decision going to be and is barb going to throw in the towel and all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean in one of the things that I did laugh with, you know, watching this and, and Nate, how many times Nate talked about that he got voted out on day 35, you know, like he said it so many times, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, uh, I, I, I really, I thought it was funny. And, you know, I, I, was there any party that thought maybe this is going to swing the other way? Because I definitely did think maybe Tom's going. No, no, I, I thought it was going to be Nate. I, I, even when he was trying to convince Barb about the fire thing, I was just like, nah, I don't, I don't see it registering with her at all. I, I thought it was going to be him. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, uh, I, uh, I still am a little bit baffled about what Arby's thinking there. I mean, I guess if Arby's playing the whole... Um, I'm the good guy, then he kind of has to take his friend to the end. But, you know, I would have said that him and him and, um, and Nate had a really strong connection as well. So, you know, it's six of one, half a dozen the other for me, really. I find it um, a bit of a hard one to, to kind of understand there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was... Um, 
you know, there wasn't really much to that tribal council, I guess. It was really just a bit of setup for, for the rest of the the game, I suppose. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. It was just it was just like, okay, here's okay, Nate, get out of the way now because we've got the finals. That's basically what it was to me. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, 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 I kind of quite like that we had, you know, this final episode's going to be completely... Um, you know, dedicated to this final three, um, mm-hmm. and I thought they actually did a good job in terms of that last hour. I thought was really good, but we'll talk about that in a moment. I, I mean, let's just kind of wrap up this one and give our our quick rating for this episode as well. Is it a, a, a buy, or rent, or a bin for you on this one? I would rent this one. I don't know if I'd watch it, but I'd rent it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'd say it's a rent for me as well. It was. Um, you know, I, I did really enjoy it, and I enjoyed the fast pace. Now that we had two immunity challenges, um, two uh, tribal councils, you know, that's what I kind of like. And it's really funny that we kind of spent all these weeks where we didn't have an immunity challenge or whatever. You know, these slow weeks, and all of a sudden it's like bang, bang, bang. We've got two, two challenges, two tribal councils right at the end of the game in one one hour. You know, it was kind of really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then we head into this this final this final episode so obviously this is a good one to talk about and uh, maybe we can give you a few little tidbits from from actually being in the room but we kind of head into this final final hour of the show um and um you know we've got our final three and you know the whole episode starts with um you know matt kind of coming out and doing us kind of you know to camera a bit about you know that we're, we're here in front of a live audience and blah 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 um and um yeah i mean to me it was quite interesting because after he did that he kind of um he he went off a off stage, and then all of the the players except for the final three and D obviously because D didn't show up. Um, they all kind of came out on stage and they brought out this TV. And so while we were watching the final on the big screen, we could actually see these guys reacting to what they were seeing in that final episode. Um, and that was quite interesting, like just watching them kind of talk to each other and interact with each other as they were seeing things on TV. Well, that would be so. That would be such a, a different. Uh perspective for watching Survivor, wouldn't it? Being there watching it live with the actual people that were doing it. That's not something that I would have even, like, actually thought about, really, until you just said it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's I, I don't think this is something that they do. You know, everything I've seen from the American ones, it's that the whole cast sits in the green room, um, you know, watches the whole thing together. Um, mm. And it was really interesting that, you know... Um, when they brought out the final three right before they read the votes and, and Tom kind of said, oh, you know, we've been sitting backstage kind of hearing these roars from the crowd, but, you know, we, we just wanted to kind of get out here and see it. Um, and, you know, so it was it was really interesting kind of watching that play out. And, um, you know, it was really funny as well watching, um, you know, like Sala was obviously really not dealing well with the heat in the room. You know, he was using the fan the whole time and <laughs> you know, he, he was really struggling with it a little bit. But, um, yeah, and just, you know, um, you know, being the, the creeper that I am, you know, all the girls look, looked amazing as well. They all... You know, and it's always funny seeing these guys all dressed up, you know, on the final night. Um, and, yeah, so it was kind of cool to see that as well. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I guess probably for me what was really interesting is that, you know, you and I have obviously spent a lot of time talking about that we think RV's the winner and you know, that we're talking about the winner's edit and all that kind of stuff. And um, the, the vibe in the room was very, very, very pro-Tom. Um, that there were a lot of fa- a lot of his fans were there. I think a lot of his students came, um, and you know his family and friends, and you know all the signs in the crowd were for "Go Tom, Go Tom." Mm. Um, and it got to the point where I was starting to think, have, have we got this wrong? You know, because there's just like so many people here um, that were supporting Tom. But even like as I was hearing, like pe- people you know, overhearing them chat and talk and stuff, though a lot of them were saying, "Oh, you know, like I think Tom's going to win," and you know, like I was thinking, have we just completely misread this? You know. Um, 
you know, so that was really, really interesting. And, and there was actually also, like, in terms of when they bought, they did actually finally bring out the final three. Arvi um, was definitely the one who got the, the, the quietest reaction, you know, like Barb's fans were actually up in the, you know, and cheering as well. And I thought, man, that's really, really interesting to me. You know, I, I didn't really expect that. Oh, I wouldn't have expected that either. I've Barb to have very many fans, unless they were her tribe of family members. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, do, I think probably, and I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, do you know who Bob Jones is? Bob Jones, it sounds familiar. So who he's a, 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 used to be a Kiwi politician, and he writes a lot, and he's uh, pretty outspoken in terms of his beliefs and stuff. Um, but anyway, that's Arvi's uncle. Um, and and okay. Arvi's dad is a is an author, and he's quite a famous author in New Zealand as well. Um, and I think one of his books has been made into a movie and stuff. And I didn't know any of that until um, I was reading about that the day after the finale, which I thought was you know it's amazing that you can go through this whole season and not hear that stuff. Well, that's that's interesting. I I don't know, but cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's. Um, that's something to just kind of chuck in the mix there. But, uh, yeah, so, um, I, I mean, it was... Um, I, I think they did a really good job with this final episode in that we kind of got scenes from each of them. You know, it was we kind of got the, the backstory from each of them about this is why I think I'm going to win, this is my story. Um, and I thought, you know, I mean, obviously I was pretty biased by this point, but I was pretty sure that the, the story I was getting from Arby was the most compelling. You know, I thought it was kind of... The, the most In terms of what the, the way they crafted his story, there was a lot more there in terms of what they said about him at the end there. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. So, I mean, was there any kind of um, kind of pre-Tribal Council highlights for you? Uh, only Tom and his, like, little um, oh, chopping out his, his food. Yeah, and his little crazy moment where he seemed quite happy. That was, like, the happiest I'd seen him all season. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, eh? Because, I mean, this is the whole thing about um, even at the live event, you know, I just felt like we saw a completely different Tom. You know, mm. whatever it was about him, whether he was just exhausted or, you know, it was the, the, the hunger and sleep deprivation, but he seemed like a completely different guy. Um, you know, once he had a bit of food in front of him and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so he was quite amped up at the finale, and, and you know, so we got this completely different guy, which, yeah, was just really, really interesting to me. Well, there'd have to be something about him that got him put on the show in the first place. If, if what he was in, like, the first, I don't know, five or six episodes was what he was like during the casting process and in his audition tape, he would have been completely overlooked because there wasn't much there to comment on, was there? No, not really. I mean, he was just... It was interesting that he kind of got singled out really quickly, which, you know, when you go back and think about that, it's quite a good underdog story that, you know, he kind of started out, um, you know, with, with Shay kind of coming after him. Um, yeah. And, and there was no real reason why. We never really got the explanation of why they were, you know, they were kind of coming for Tom. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was quite interesting. I, I think one of the things I, I really found um, quite fascinating watching this was seeing how much these guys' hair had grown and, you know, how skinny they were, and I kind of hadn't really appreciated that. And um, if you are on Instagram, go and check out um, Arvi's um, Instagram account because, um, you know, he's got a shot of him, you know, the day after he comes off. And it's quite shocking when you kind of see, like, you know, obviously you've seen it on the show every week, but you kind of, because it's happening gradually, you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the most noticeable one was Barb. She looked like a completely different person at the reunion show to watch yeah. during the yeah 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 um so yeah i mean we kind of get this this kind of slow you know they're they're getting ready for tribal council and we're kind of hearing the last of what they got to say um and i think it's really interesting that um you know i, I talk a lot about people's kind of their their ability and their their 
how much they understand what's happening around them and you know you definitely get that that Tom and RV understand it's probably going to come down to a battle between the two of them mm-hmm. um, and you know from everything Barb's saying um, you know she she doesn't seem to realize that she's about to, to get a slaughtering but having said that you know I think one of the reasons she was thinking about quitting so many times was that she didn't she knew she was going to get a slaughtering and so she didn't want to go up in front of the jury Oh, but you're only ever going to be there, and especially in a New Zealand survivor, you, it's not guaranteed that we're going to see any more of it. When is Barb, or when was any of those three ever going to be in the position where they had a one in three shot at convincing people to give them a hundred thousand grand? Yeah, you, that's something you have to take. That's like it goes back to Johnny Fairplay saying. Um, if you you're, you've got this one shot at this chunk of cash, if you don't take full advantage of that, you're an idiot. Yeah, and that that is exactly how I feel about Barb. Completely after the final episode was that she was an idiot. She reminded me a lot of um, and Caramoan, you know, with Sherry telling Eric to just basically shut up and sit down. Yeah, that was that seemed to be the sort of attitude she had towards every single person. It was just. She she sucked. She sucked so bad as far as playing Survivor goes. Yeah, well, I think it, it's really hard because, you know, there's obviously been a lot of kind of chatter since the final episode about, you know, was Barb poorly treated and, you know, um, this whole thing about even to the point where, you know, Sala and I can't remember who the other one was. Might have been Mike who called her Barbara at the finals rather than Barb. And mm. it was this whole kind of like disrespect. And, you know, Sala's speech kind of came out of nowhere, really. I didn't really see that coming. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of kind of unease between. And, you know, even though, even where they were seated, at you know, on the stage, they were literally next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could just feel it from the, from the audience that there was a lot of animosity still there between the two of them. Um, and I never really got that on the show. It kind of, I, I mean, I know that he got blindsided by her, but I kind of feel like there's more to it than that. And you know, I think this Barb obviously feels really hard done by, and I think she's saying that, you know, it's kind of that cast thing of like, because she's a woman, um, you know, that she got treated the way she did. Um, and, you know, it's... Um, the other side's kind of saying, well, she was actually really lazy and you just didn't really see that on the show and she didn't respect people and, you know, she just expect. And I thought Sarah's line was really interesting that, you know, about, um, you know, the that, turd that wouldn't flush. Oh, no, no, no. The, what he actually said in his speech that, that was on the show was basically that um, she disrespected the people that naturally had respect for her, which I thought was a really interesting way of putting it. Um, I, I, I felt that came, that came across to me watching it. I, I don't know if it did for anybody else, but for me, that's exactly how I felt about her. I thought of she sort of seemed like one of these people that because she's older, because she's a woman, she thinks she should be treated differently. Well, I think probably part of the reason as well was that... Um, she kind of got shoehorned into being the best strategic player, and I actually don't think that's really true. Oh, I wouldn't you know, say I, that about her. Yeah, I think she made one really good move, um, but as we talked about at the time, that we thought it was probably too early, um, you know, that it was probably going to come, there are too many numbers and it would come back to bite her. And yeah, she gets to the end, but ultimately, you know, she has to burn a lot of bridges to get there, and that costs her in the end. Um, Thinking about it, though, with that credit for the Sala move, that I don't, I don't think that was like a big, a great, big, huge move. That would be like voting out Rupert. It was in Pearl Island. It was something that needed to be done, and she did it. It was like obvious. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a quote unquote big move, but it was also the, an obvious move as well. So 
yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's a little bit hard to say. And, um, yeah, I think you're totally right, though, that um, Barb came in with completely the wrong attitude to this final three. And, you know, we're kind of basically here. We're talking about this final tribal council now. And, um, you know, I think she just came in, like, the two guys came in and they were reasonably humble while still laying out why they think they deserve to get the money. Um, and Barb kind of came in and basically said, oh, well, you know, these guys, you know, um, everyone's going to be, um, what was it she said? Basically, that they, everyone's going to be proud of me or they're going to look up to me. Um, and then even her comment, I know it was at the, at the live final, but her comment about all these people were just pawns, you know, and I just, I just think... It's oh, I know, yeah, that, that's the sort of, that's the, that's why I don't think I liked her, because that's the sort of vibe I saw, I personally saw from her from the get-go, pretty much. Yeah, and I think probably the point I'm making is that I think the show tried really hard to um, paint her as the strategic player, and I think if we were going to look and say, look, who was actually the best strategist on the season, then you might be... I, I don't think it's Barb. I think it's maybe Tom. Um, I think there's people at various stages of the game that played well strategy-wise. Like, I think at times, I think Arby was the best strategic player. I think at times mm -hmm. it was Barb. At times it was Tom. Um, and, you know, even at times it was other players. That, you know, you could even say at certain points, you know, Shannon played quite well or, or, yeah. or Shea played well. You know, like, yeah. but I, I don't think... And I think the problem was is that um, Survivor New Zealand really tried to market this as being it's the best... You know, the best physical player versus the best strategist versus the best social player, and they really wanted to go with that angle, and you got that a lot in the reunion show. And yeah. I actually don't think that that was, you know, I think you've got the easy, the obvious one, which is, you know, you've got your obvious best physical player because Tom won so many challenges. You've got your best social player in RV, and that's obvious. Yeah. Like, there, there wasn't actually a best strategic player. You know, I think there were, there were people that kind of stepped up at various times. And, you know, I think that... The, because they tried to market it that way, I think they kind of had to follow through with that and the way that they showed Barb. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I also think they might have tried to show her in a more of a positive light, but you know how they say those people that get the invisible edit, they can only work with what they've been given to put into the show anyway? Yeah. I, just, I sort of feel like if they're trying to make her positive, <laughs> maybe that's all that they had to make her look as good as they could and it wasn't really enough anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting because... Uh, there's almost a point, and it might even be the kind of Sala vote where you suddenly, you know, she turns, she she becomes a different person at that point. I think at, at earlier in the game, I think she's actually just somebody who's kind of there for the ride, um, mm -hmm. you know, and not really pissing people off, but not doing anything all that amazing either. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at that Sala point, she kind of just like, I think she just accepts that she's the bad bitch and, you know, she's quite happy to kind of embrace that role. Um, but then at the end, she wants the respect. And I guess we've seen this a number of times, you know, like we can probably, and as you said, Sherry's one of them. I think Missy's another one. They kind of get to the end and they think they'll be respected for the way they've played the game. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that that's a pretty natural thing to, you know, that you see players who are, who are like this all over the place, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think when we initially went through the list of them all, and um, I think some of the names that we threw out that we would compare her to was like Tina or Teresa or like these like warm motherly sort of types. I think she definitely fits that older woman role, but I think she's definitely like a hybrid of um, Kim Johnson and Missy, basically. Yeah, I think so, and you know that's probably not a great place to be. Um, and you know, I think she just completely just didn't expect them all in. She was, she was going to get as well. You know, so I know like we kind of talked about that. You know, she was she saw it coming, but I you know just a look on her face, I just don't think she saw it coming at all. 
Yeah, well, even if she saw it coming, even actually having it happen could still, like, you know, really piss you off as well when it actually comes into fruition having it there smack bam in front of your face it can be a completely different story and you can't you're not always necessarily prepared for a reaction and you're not necessarily going to react in the way that you have prepared yourself to react Mm -hmm. as well well i think it's even funny I, i can't remember who it was but they kind of started off i think it was Mike's question to Arvi and he kind of starts off giving him a bit of a compliment and Arvi has a smile on his face and then it kind of mm. turns and mm. Arvi like just the, the smile just like slides off his face it's really interesting kind of watching that um it, it, yeah I mean it was um it was really interesting I mean it was who were kind of your highlights really in terms of your jury people Jack I, I liked his speech who was the one that got up there and said there's nothing that you can say that would make me vote for you well Shannon yeah, I Shannon, liked hers yeah yeah um I thought I, I liked where Mike was going, but they didn't. He didn't really like have enough uh, like screw. There wasn't enough viciousness behind it to make it memorable. But I liked sort of where he was going. Right. Um, who else was there? I actually really liked Shay. I thought it was quite an emotional way to kind of start it, which was, you know, she kind of came up and just addressed full on the, the whole thing with her and Tom. Um, yeah. And I thought that was kind of really, like, a good one to kind of start with. I thought Salah's was really good. Um, you know, I, I thought he kind of, as only Salah can, he was kind of like, you know, he was really cutting, um, but he also was, you know, there's just something, there's just this manner about him, and I don't even know what it is. It's just, you know, he just, the way he carries himself is that people just can't help but like him, um, even when he's kind of ripping shit out of you, you know? Like, I just, I, yeah, I just, I really liked his, his whole speech. Um, he sort of has that very typical New Zealand authoritative male who's sort of like disciplining you, but you sort of will take it because it's just who he is, sort of. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally agree. I, I, I actually think probably the point I'm trying to get to is that this was actually an awesome final trial council. Like, I think these guys didn't hold back, and I think you kind of worry with Kiwis that they actually won't get so confrontational because that's not really who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys all kind of went for it, and nobody really held back. Um, and and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I was disappointed we didn't see more from Nate because I think Nate probably had more to, to kind of give and, and we didn't see it. Um, mm. But whether his stuff was just cut out, and I mean, Barb obviously alluded to the fact that there was a lot of stuff got cut out, um, mm. as of course it has to be. But um, yeah, and but I think all these guys really kind of came up and they, they hauled them over the coals, but they didn't, it didn't feel like they just did it for the, for the sake of it. It kind of feels like they were genuinely trying to get information. Um, yeah, well, nothing, nothing felt unnecessary that we saw, and I personally would have liked to have seen the parts that were cut out that they said were a bit harsh and not so nice. I would have liked to have seen it. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think even the way they kind of, um, you know, like Jack comes up and gives this whole speech, and I think it was, I think the Jack speech was really interesting in terms of maybe shedding some light on the way Barb was that that people didn't really see on the show. Um, yeah. So I think that was really interesting. Um, but then, of course, it comes straight back to Mike, who says, "I just agree with everything he said." You know. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think, yeah, just to me, I it's it actually because you know, obviously, I was sitting in the room watching this, and that was fairly that was awkward enough in itself. Um, mm-hmm. But then I came back and I watched it again at home, and it doesn't feel any less awkward watching it alone. It's still so awkward, and you know, just Barb just didn't see this coming at all. Um, mm-hmm. which is, I think is really, really interesting that she just never really expected this. 
Well, she also had that like little moment where she was working with Jack there as well, so that could have thrown on her, perhaps. Yeah, I think so, and I think probably Barb may be expected to to just get the respect that you know she beat these guys, and so they should get the respect. Um, yeah, so I think that that it, it makes for tough watching, to be honest. It's um, it, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to watch, but at the same time, I think it, it was coming really. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I I like that, like the brutalness of it sometimes, and I I like it when a survivor arrogant pig sort of gets put in their place. Like um, Reed's jury speech to Missy would be like one of my favourite things ever and the thing that would like solidify it as one of my favorite things in survivor history is when like baylor's reaction to it when she starts like sobbing about it that was just golden i i like the mean well i wouldn't even call it mean spirited i I just like that sort of thing that most people would consider mean i don't think it's mean i like it yeah i i I, I think as well as that sometimes it, it goes from being um, vindictive and nasty. Um, mm. so sometimes I actually have to get a point across, you know, and and I think you, you do get that whole thing. And um, you know, one of my favourites is actually Penner's one in Philippines, you know, because it's just it's typical Penner as well that it's it's so eloquent and you know every line and every word has been thought about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, at times it is just really worth you know being that kind of brutal, honest. You know, I think it comes across really well. I mean, did you think that that um, Tom and Arvi kind of um, did well though? You know, did you think that if if you're kind of scoring it as a boxing match, I mean, who do you think kind of comes out on top? Do you think that one of these guys looks better? Because I actually thought it was pretty evenly matched. I th- I didn't come out of it going, well, Arvi just knocked that out of the park. Um, but I didn't I didn't think that he lost it with his questions either. I think with his answer, sorry, either. I think it was probably already decided. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of them were just looking for that that wording that was going to help them. But I think Tom actually did a really good job in that final tribal council as well. I don't think he he dropped the ball. I just think it was probably beyond his reach at that point. I thought there was like a little bit where I I, I agree with you how I, I think coming out of it was all quite balanced between those two, but I think Tom should have spoken up more or found more uh, spots where he could have put in what he did that wasn't just physical, uh, that was social and that was strategic, right? Because I think a lot of it, they were focused on him being the physical player. And I don't know if that's what we were just um, had shown to us in the edit, but I I think he should have... I, I think there was some... I think it was balanced, but if I had to look at it like a bit more in depth, I would say the advantage sort of went to Arvi through no... Um, not from Arvi doing more than what Tom did, but from Tom not doing enough to amp up his own game. Yeah, I think probably the difference is, is that you know, Arvi's probably going to this tribal council knowing pretty confidently that he's got three votes already, that he's probably got Salah's vote, he's probably got Shay's vote, and he's probably got Shannon's vote. Mm. Um, so he knows he's got to get one of the other four votes, and he's won this game, basically. Um, and whereas Tom knows he has to go in and basically scoop up everybody who's not already voting for Arvi, and, and that's really hard. And I think that changes the mindset a little bit. So I think Arvi can probably go in and be a little bit more kind of relaxed, whereas Tom has to really fight for it. And I think I'm not sure I really saw that fight from Tom, except not certainly yeah. what we saw. 
Yeah, it's not like I think he gave up, but I just don't think there was as much scrap showing that needed to be there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably about it, yeah. And it's really interesting that, you know, Mike kind of says that, that Tom's shown that he wants it more. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really agree with that. Um, I don't think so. I, 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 in terms of just winning challenges, and I think that's the power of just winning challenges, is that, you know, if you just keep winning them, mm. um, and you're in a position where you can keep winning them, um, mm. it, it makes you look... Yeah, it makes you look really good, um, mm-hmm. and and you don't have to do a whole lot more. As I think doing the social stuff is not always as easy to kind of see and pinpoint exactly what you're doing. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. 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 And I guess that's an age-old problem. That's not something that's that's new for for Survivor New Zealand, but no, yeah. not at all. Uh, but I mean, I definitely. Uh, so you know, we kind of come to the end of this. These guys vote. We see Jack's vote for for Tom, which isn't a surprise. We see. Um, uh, Salah's vote for Avi, which isn't a surprise, um, and we also saw Mike's. We didn't see who he voted for, but we saw his, um, you know, his comment, which was basically, um, "You're too good of a guy not to give the money to." Um, and you know, basically, after everything I'd heard, that made me really feel like that was an Avi vote. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, I I didn't know actually. I was thinking, well, that that's obviously Avi, but is he talking about Tom because they had their whole little you know, bromance from the initial switch thing. So I wasn't completely sold. I actually would have thought Tom would have got at least two votes. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, six to one or whatever it was. Yeah, well, I mean, I and I did a little bit of sparring on social media with people about this um, before the vote, and we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, that I felt very confident that RV was winning it, and I said, I actually, th- I also think that he's got Mike's vote, and a few people said to me, oh, no, that's definitely Tom's getting that vote. And mm. I said, well, basically what I saw was that Mike came back into the game and was probably looking at Tom as his point man to get him, you know, integrated back into the game. And, yeah. And Tom not only didn't do that, but he actually beat him in the challenge. And, yeah. And, and, you know, was basically instrumental in getting rid of him. So, you know, Mike comes back into the game hoping that he's got Tom. Um, mm. Tom, Tom doesn't come through. Um, and I also think, you you know, you got a lot of that when, when Mike actually votes for RV um, on the night he gets voted out and, he you know, he, his vote is against RV. And he basically says a lot, you know, he even writes on the card, I think, that, you know, you're awesome or something. And I thought, you know, Mike's voting for RV, you know, that to me, I kind of felt that that was pretty obvious as well. Um, mm mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, none of it was a was a huge surprise to me. Um, yeah, I probably I wouldn't have been surprised to see it as a five two vote. Um, I guess probably what I was thinking that if it was a five two vote, we probably would have seen two votes for for both of them. You know, by only seeing one vote for each of them, that made me think it was probably a six one vote for whoever wins. Um, yeah, but that's that's like the obvious standard in the American version. I didn't know that we were going to be following that as well. But I'm glad we did though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously we kind of then um, jump into this um, this live final, and you know f- from um, from oh, can I just jump back a minute and just talk about Lee's mm-hmm. question because um, I thought that was a, quite a weird question, um, which was basically you know that luck was a big part of, of why they got there, and basically yeah. he says to them you know if if luck had played no role in your game would you still be sitting here? And obviously Tom and Harvey say yes, and Barb says no. Now what do you think the answer was that Lee was looking for there? I, I I have no idea, but I think that his only, you know, his previous Survivor exposure would have been like Colby Donaldson's jury speech in Heroes vs. Villains. I have no idea. I don't know what he was looking for, and I don't know the point of his question. To me, because I, I think about this a lot, is that, you know, I think 
luck is a massive part of this game, and I think that you're better to own that, you know, because I think everybody would feel that. You know, and I, I also think one of the things people forget a lot is that when you're here, you should be giving the jury a lot of credit that, you know, if, if it hadn't been for this one thing happening or that one thing happening, you would have been here. The reason you're over there is because I couldn't beat you. And, yeah. you know, like, basically you were unlucky to be where you are and I'm lucky to be here. I think that that's mm-hmm. kind of... It's a fine line, though, because you can go from, you know, people not respecting you because you don't own your game to... Yeah. But you can also feel like if you say... You know, it's the whole Russell Hance thing, isn't it? Or, you know, That's what I was just going to say. If you're going to completely dismiss being lucky, well, then you're jumping into Russell Hance territory, which doesn't go down well yeah. in the final travel council. Yeah. So it was a it was a tough one for me. Um, I didn't really know what was going on there, and that's one of the things that if we get a chance to talk to Lee along the road somewhere, it would be really interesting to to find out what he was thinking around there and what answer he was hoping for, mm. um, because it certainly seemed like him and him and Mike did feel like they were struggling with their votes when you know when you kind of see them go up so yeah so i mean i guess that's kind of the interesting part to me but um yeah and obviously we get to this so obviously when we're in the room this obviously played out because we didn't have ads while we were watching it so we played out we got about 20 minutes before the votes were actually um revealed between you know this finishing while you guys were still watching it live um and so you know we kind of had time for Arvi and and um barb and and tom to all come out and, and get their chair and that was that was fun um kind of seeing everybody kind of come out um and you could tell from the body language straight away that barb kind of knew she hadn't won and you know that was it was all pretty awkward right from the minute she came on really <laughs> oh barb bless yeah so i mean we get into this vote um and you know how excited were you when it was actually Arby who won not that excited actually i'm just gonna say <laughs> it I, I, it was i it was, it's sort of like, how excited would you be if you went to, like, you know, some toy store and picked out the toy that you were getting for Christmas, and on Christmas Day you knew you were going to get it. <laughs> I knew Arby was going to win right from, when was it, Nick? Illuminate me. When did I predict that Arby was going to win? Oh, from from our, our pre-season podcast. Before the first episode even, even aired, based on, like, a little mini bio and a photograph I knew it was going to be RV, so I, it was a lot. I felt a lot more <laughs> than <gasps> if you get what I mean. Yeah, I guess for me, I felt quite vindicated <laughs> being in the room because I, I felt like um, you know, like everyone around me was expecting Tom to win, and um, and, and you know, I'd obviously done a bit of arguing with people online during the week that you know it was definitely RV. Like all the signs were telling me it was RV, and you know, everyone's going, no, it's Tom, it's Tom, and I'm just thinking there just isn't a story for Tom, you know, like. It just isn't there, whereas Arby has just been kind of like the golden boy the whole way through this thing. There is absolutely no way that that Arby isn't winning this thing. And I, I did get the jitters towards the end that we had got this wrong, um, that we had, hadn't seen something. And then so obviously when he won, I was I was up out of my seat because um, I was just so stoked that it had actually ended the way it had. But um, yeah, and um, you know there was a big reaction in the room. Everybody was uh, was up and, and cheering and all that kind, of, which was cool. I'm glad there wasn't kind of booing and stuff like that because you know it was definitely a good moment for Arby and he was he was really emotional about it and you know that was really cool. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was great, and I mean, we obviously had this really awkward kind of like silence moment after the votes have revealed, and um, they didn't have any music kind of going. It was it was all a bit of a, an awkward start to that reunion show. Um, <laughs> yeah, and obviously we finally get down, and Arvi goes down and sees his family and all that kind of stuff, and and we we get into our first ad break there. But uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of an awkward start to that reunion show. Oh, I I okay, no, I'm I have no comment at the moment. I'm no, good. No comment yet. 
Not coming yet. It feels like keep going. One, that, keep it, going. It feels like there's one coming, but uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was uh, you know I, I've really enjoyed watching Matt throughout this whole thing. I think he's done an awesome job as a host, but I'm not entirely sure that the live reunion format works for him. And you could tell he was really nervous about doing this live um, because he was just like looking at cue cards the whole time. Um, you know, he was really struggling with that kind of live aspect of it. Um, and, okay, this is where I wanted to comment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, totally do, because I mean, I think that, you know, I think he did the best job he could, but I also don't think it's, this is a situation where they could have done with a, you know, the New Zealand version of Bryant Gumbel, whoever that's going to be, um, kind, of, <laughs> kind of comes in, because I think that that's, that's where things kind of like, it would have just maybe been good to have somebody who does this kind of stuff. Um, you know, kind of professionally, the kind of live stuff kind of come in and, and just take over. And, you know, if this thing's a success and we have more seasons, then, you know, maybe Matt can take over a little bit later on. But I did think he did struggle with this aspect of it a wee bit. Yeah, I think for all of the season, I thought he's had his own... I don't think he was trying to be Jeff. I don't think he was trying to be Jonathan LaPaglia or whatever. Uh, but then there were, like, he was just being himself. And there were, like, little things that we could see that, you know... Maybe by the time we're doing Survivor um, season, I don't know, five, six, seven, it would be, you know, the trading wheels would be off and he'd be fine. But I thought coming into the um, reunion, I thought this is where this guy's definitely going to be, like, on a par with, like, Jeff Probst. He'll be absolutely fine. He doesn't he work in, like, journalism. He should be great at this sort of thing. And I was just surprised at how, like, badly he tanked. I was actually going to send you a message because I knew you were there and say, can you see him, like, popping a Xanax or something somewhere off stage? Is he, like, a nervous wreck? Like, what is up, man? Like, well, um, basically, the you know, the bit that, that started the whole episode where he's kind of backstage and he kind of comes around and the crowd cheers. So yeah. that, that actually wasn't live, obviously. They did, you know, two or three takes of that. And they, yeah. that was the very first thing they did. Um and um, you could, you know, and he screwed it up a couple of times. He was really, really nervous, and he even said to us, "You know, this isn't my kind of thing. I don't like doing this." Mm. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of obvious to me that it just wasn't the right fit for him. Uh, you know, and even to the point where I don't think he nailed the, the the reveal of that final vote because, you know, obviously when it's a lopsided vote in the American ones, is that Jeff when he flips it, yeah, it's like, it. yeah, it's like winner of Survivor, blah blah blah, and he turns it straight away, and and that's you know, like Matt kind of really. He kind of drew it out real slow, and he looked at it, and I'm like, well, obviously we know what the, what's happened here, and he's like, the winner, and and then they kind of cut away, and yeah, it was just not well delivered right at the end, which was a shame, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to reiterate that, you know, I, you know, Matt's done an awesome job, um, and he's done a hell of a lot better job than I would ever do, that's for sure, um, but you know, I, I think that just the, the live show was just a bit of a struggle for him, I think. Yeah, oh, uh, if, if there's season two of Survivor New Zealand, I hope he's back as, you know, the host and good. If there's, you know, many more seasons, I hope he sticks around because I didn't mind him. But, yeah, uh, Matt, you really need to work on your late life questioning, brother. Well, I think the thing that I've found really surprising as well is that, you know, obviously Jeff does have cue cards as well. Like, you see that he's got some cards, but, you know, he it's basically just a, you know, go to this person, go to that person. Whereas it seemed like, like Matt had a whole bunch of, you know, this is the exact question you need to ask these people. And I would have thought, like, you know, you and I could have probably sat down for 10 minutes and gone, these are the questions you need to ask. Yeah, um, you know, like it, it's pretty obvious that you know what the questions are. You know, Arby, how does it feel? You know, Barb, did you feel you got ripped off in that final tribal council? You know, Tom, you know, you know, was it like winning all those challenges? You know, like the the questions that he needs to be asking are not are not 
hard ones, you know, they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, it wasn't like he was, like, doing an interview with, like, Andrew Little and, you know, Bill English either. So, like, he could have just, like, had it in there in shorthand and sort of just had a look at this cue card, thought, okay, that's the sort of the base of the question. Okay, I'm going to ask the question. But he sort of did come across a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like Bindi Irwin at Steve Irwin's funeral a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that reference and I don't think I'm going to look it up. Oh, uh, it's just her. It's... I'm not going to comment anymore because that's like a really bad comparison. But yeah, she, she's like a little girl, like look, reading a speech with like her finger guiding her along the, the page. It's, she, yeah, it, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, oh, oh, and I mean, there were parts, I think there were parts of the episodes where he did really kind of loosen up. Um, but then there was that moment right near the end where he kind of just completely froze and he was looking at his cue card for ages. Like, obviously there was a question that he just didn't remember and, you know, he just got really flummoxed towards the end there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the live thing wasn't wasn't Matt's jam, no. Was there, is there anything out of that reunion show that you kind of want to touch on? Well, I, I liked that somebody screamed out like, shame on you, Shannon, oh, or whatever yeah. they said. What was that about? Because I was sort of wasn't real. I was sort of like half paying attention by that point. Um, the, the exact uh, issue there has is kind of lost on me. But you know, like the, the production guys were kind of saying to us, you know, basically if something, if you want to react to something, react to it. So mm-hmm. it was basically like you know, cheer when you want to cheer, boo when you want to boo. Um, you know, so people were just kind of, you know, as Kiwis do, kind of just yelling at random times. <laughs> um, and obviously they were serving alcohol before we got in there, so that was always a bad idea. You know, people had uh, had probably had a bit to drink and were just kind of staying stuff. And there was, it was funny because there was obviously a group of, like, Shannon's friends who mm. were, like, right down the front, and they were all in kind of, like, cow onesies. Um, oh, and just like, just, like, this group of them just, like, all <laughs> there right at the front. It was so funny. Um yeah, yeah, but no, it was it was it was a pretty lively crowd, really. Um, you know, there was, you know, lots of stuff kind of going backwards and forwards, and um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think probably the big thing is that they needed to have this moment where they they bigged up how great Tom was because like there were so many of his his big fans there. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, probably uh, you know some of the stuff that that I found really interesting was. You know, they did actually do a deep dive into this final three, which is something you don't really get on the the reunion shows for the American one, which I did quite like. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about each of that final three and, you know, what their game plan was and how they think they played. And, you know, I think that was really good. And I also think that we we didn't kind of like, you know, to Matt's credit, we didn't kind of shy away from the awkward kind of, um, you know, hard questions. Like they did talk about Salah, where you said this about, you know, the whole thing about the shit in the toilet and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, like. I thought it was actually shitty of them to bring that up. If they weren't going to show it, then why would they put Tom in a position where he needed to say it as well? I liked it. Unless. Um, they should have asked Barb specifically what comments that weren't shown. What were they that really got under your skin? And if she we would have chirped up and said it, then fine. I would have, like, rolled with it more. But I don't really understand why it had to come from Tom. And then I, I didn't like it from RV either, how he sort of said um, some of the stuff towards Barb was a little bit harsh and how, oh, you know, thinking about it now, I should have spoken up. Well, if you think that's going to affect your, like, you know, chance of winning $100,000, of course you're going to shut up. But don't turn around and say, I'm going to, I should have spoken up now, thinking about it now that I've won. Yeah, that was the right thing to do, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it was... You know, some kind of like, um, you know, some kind of awkward questions. And one of the ones that, uh, that was really weird to me was when they're talking about the whole, um, 
kind of um, Mike and Georgia thing, and he's just like, "Did you get physical?" It was just like it was so weird. Yeah, that, yeah, that that was that was strange. That was as almost as awkward as that um, proposal in South Pacific. Oh, not South Pacific, Redemption Island reunion. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other things I thought was really weird is like they go first commercial break and they come back from they're like we're here with Avi, he's the winner. Um, basically, has it sunk in yet? It's like it happened two minutes ago. Of course, it hasn't sunk in yet. Like, it's just so weird, eh? Yeah. What 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 uh, what was Avi's response? Did he give something terrible or did he answer honestly? Well, has it sunk in yet? I, no, I think he was just like, no, there's no way it has. Okay, um, good. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know that there was there was too much else. I mean, um, probably the other thing is that obviously um, D wasn't there, um, and we we never got any kind of explanation. Of course, it wasn't like um, you know, just so you know, you know, D's not here, and this is why. Like they, they just didn't even really talk about it. Uh, but yeah, obviously she's still pretty cut up about the whole experience, and um, which I think is disappointing. Like I'd like to think that if I was a, a super fan of the show and I went out there and got voted out first, I'd still want to go and sit on the stage and be part of the parties and and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so it kind of really surprised me that you know, as a fan, that you you wouldn't even want to take part in that. I don't know. How would you feel if you went out there and you're the first to go? If I was the first person voted off, I would be absolutely humiliated, not because I was voted off first in front of like a national audience, but because of the grief my family would give me. I, I would just be absolutely crucified if I was the first person voted off Survivor. But I would still turn up for the, you know, the Q&A, the free food, the free alcohol. Come on, wouldn't you? Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I think yeah. it's just... You know, and, and you know, some of those those early you know, boot players over the years and the American ones have, you know, they're they're people that you remember because they're real characters and they enjoy their experience, you know, and mm-hmm. they, they just make the most of it. You know, they know that there's not much to be gained from it, so they just go and have a good time. And I'd, I'd like to think that that's who I would be, that I would just take it on board and, you know, just enjoy it. You know, at the end of the day, everybody's a loser except Arvi. You know, that's the reality. Um, and, you know, you, you just got to take it what it is. I think there are... Um other first boots with like millions of people watching from the american version oh like that yeah like deb you know you think about that whole thing yeah they still turn up like who i think the only people that have ever been missing from like the reunion is like brenda brandon and vetus isn't it and they were basically told not to come it wasn't like they chose not to come or they were about to pop a baby out of them yes yes (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. terrible d Super fan, my ass. Unless she's stuck at home listening to me, then, well, then, that's the only acceptable excuse, D. Yeah, well, I get the feeling that she's probably not listening, so, you know, that's just how it goes. Um, but no, no I, think, I, think we, I think we can probably um, start to kind of, well, I guess what we should do is also do our, um, our buy it, rent it, or bin it on this final episode. Uh, so it's a bit of a hard one for me. I'll let you go first, actually. Okay, so this is my last ever, like, official buy, bin, or rent. In yes, the... correct, yes. Okay. Survivor finale, I will rent you, and I would probably watch you again. Yeah, it's a hard one for me. If we, <laughs> if we were talking about, if this if, if this cut off at the, at the end of the, tri- you know, the final tribal council, it would probably mm-hmm. be a buy for me, but I think that the reunion show itself was... was so awkward and weird that I think mm-hmm. it does bring it down to a rent you know like if I could turn this off at half time then I would buy it um, yeah because I think they did kind of really stick the landing in terms of the end of the game mm-hmm. um, but yeah obviously the um, 
the, the reunion show was. Uh, and uh, don't get me wrong, like I absolutely love being in the crowd and it was great to be there, but I I, I think it just felt uh, fell a little bit flat at the end there. So yeah, I, I guess it's a, it's a a rent for me. Well, we're on the same page. Mm. Look at that. I think we've uh, we've been pretty much on the same page the whole way through here. So that's, yeah, but uh, I've been I've been a lot more than you. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm definitely <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so I think probably just before we wrap up here is, is do a little bit of a discussion and, and probably just uh, gloat over the fact that, uh, you know, obviously you can gloat a bit more than me because you picked um, you picked Arvey to win before the season even started. I uh, did. But I, think I did both... pick Arvey to win. I did. Let's just make sure that's clear. Everybody, yes, I picked me, Perez, picked <laughs> Arvey to win. Nick picked Lou to win. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, we'll never know if she actually won because uh, she got medevaced out. So um, I can feel at least my one didn't get voted out. There you go. And I don't know who Ben picked. Right? I have to go back and remind myself about who Ben picked. He picked Hannah, didn't he? Hannah or Shannon? Oh, did he? One of them, wasn't it? I think so. Oh, well, there you go. It shows you what Ben knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, and obviously, you know, pretty early into this thing, we were we were keen into the fact that um, RV was getting a really good winners edit, and we we'd been predicting from I don't know how early, but I think pretty much from I'm thinking basically from the swap and maybe even a little bit earlier, we were kind of picking up um, that that RV was our winner. I mean, I don't know if, if you kind of agree with that, um, but um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it at the moment. That's for sure. No, yeah, I think one, uh, once, um, after each episode, yes, I, I never thought differently about RV winning, actually. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, you know, being, I guess, and I guess it's, a, it's an advantage of being a fan, is that we kind of saw this from a long way off. Um, and, you know, so I, I'm glad that we kind of picked up on that and we got that right. But I think the second part of it is that... Um, you know, I don't know if you saw a lot of the comments on kind of you know the stuff articles and things like that, basically saying, "Oh, Tom should have won. Tom should have won," and mm. I got really annoyed because it's like you know basically every season of Survivor, whoever's played the best social game of who's in the finals wins. You know, it doesn't matter how, you know how many challenges they've won or not won. Whoever the jury likes the most will win, and so Arvi did the best job that he all he had to do was get to the end, and and basically he was the winner more or less. Mm-hmm. And I. I, I... I'm glad RV won. I think I think he was a good winner for winning a game of Survivor. I I don't know that he would have been like the greatest winner for the very first season of New Zealand Survivor. I think had like Kelly or Rudy won Survivor Borneo and not Rich, I think Survivor might have turned out a lot differently. Mm. But and I, I I'm just a little bit like maybe RV winning might not be the best for the New Zealand Survivor franchise competing with the American one, if that makes sense. Did that make any sense, or was I just talking absolute rot? No, I, I think that you're right, but I think probably what a lot of people will say is that, um, you know, basically that the... the, the the best social player doesn't always win, and Richard Hatch is an example of that. And they'll they'll kind of cherry pick some 
that I actually think um, in in a vacuum you could argue that they're not. But the reality is, is that mm-hmm. the rich was more well liked than you know just just because he wasn't um, as as outwardly likable as Kelly, he was more well liked by the seven people that actually mattered and got to make a vote. Um, you know, and and I think the same is true with Tony. You know, you talk about oh, Wu was more liked, and it's like, well, Wu actually wasn't more liked. You know, he um, he was called Weasel Wu for a reason, and yeah, you know, there's just things like that. It's really easy to kind of cherry pick these these ones, but you know, like a, a classic example is the whole Yule versus Aussie thing. Is that it's, Yule's the one that ends up winning because mm-hmm. it's a good social game. You know, Aussie wins every challenge, but uh, but ultimately, you know, it's Yule that wins the whole thing. And, yeah, yeah, I I think that you you know. Th- I would just really encourage people who think that Tom should have won to actually go back and, and look at the tape a little bit. That Arby has these one-on-one conversations with everybody. You know, he's got a good relationship with Shannon. He's got a good relationship with Shay, with, with Sala. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody there he's he's cultivated a good relationship with. And probably the one that you don't see a lot of is actually the person that didn't vote for him. It's, um, you know, you don't see a lot of talk between Arvi and um, and Jack. And, yeah. and, and you know, it, it almost comes down to that every time. Is, you know, if you see somebody that's got a good relationship and talks with everybody, then it's really easy to see why they win. Um, and, you know, it, it, he's certainly helped by the fact that, you know, he's obviously got somebody like Sala who's there who... Um, he didn't have to blindside, who then goes on to be a, a big advocate for him on the jury, um, mm-hmm. and, and that certainly helps. But, you know, he's made a really good case for for himself by the way he's played. And, you know, I just encourage people to look that this is actually a social game. Um, it comes down to your relationships. If you make good relationships with people, you'll get the votes at the end, and it, that's really what it comes down to. I think the most obvious and most recent example of that would be a survivor... Um uh, Kairong with Michelle winning over Audrey, oh Audrey, Audrey and Ty because I think people were so sure that uh, Aubrey and her strategic, you know, finesse were going to, you know, harangue the win. But Michelle, who we hadn't really seen as much as we've seen Aubrey, comes in and wins, and you hear afterwards that she, her social game was just like impeccable yeah exactly and yeah it's, it's really easy to overlook that stuff because you know winning challenges or making big strategic moves is the stuff that makes camera um but you know the, the stuff that really matters is um you know those kind of subtle strategic decisions that are that are kind of been made all the time and you know those small relationships and you know the stuff that's not interesting enough to make the screen basically is what actually wins you survivor and that's the hard yeah. part is you know you've got to be able to show why these people win and sometimes that can be a little mm-hmm. bit difficult when that person's won through a really good social you know social game um yeah. So I think, you know, I give total credit to Arby, and I think one of the things that probably captures it really well is, you know, Mike makes this, makes this comment in his speech to to Tom at the end, basically, you know, that Arby is somebody that, you know, New Zealand will look at as the winner of the season and, and be really proud of, or something to those effect. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's quite a, a good way of putting it, really, is that, you know, ultimately, um, you know, Kiwis are going to look at this guy and say it's nice to see a, a nice guy win. It's almost a bit of an Ethan win, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, and I think that everybody can be pretty happy about that. And you know, ultimately, Tom is you know a really good um, kind of he's a good challenger, challenge performer. And I think he's actually an underrated strategist. I think he actually has good strategy as well. But um, you know, I think you how often on the show did you see? Tom having one-on-one conversations with somebody that wasn't Arby. Um, it didn't happen very often, um, and you know, ultimately, I think that that's that's 
why he he doesn't end up getting those votes that maybe he expected to get. Yeah, well, he didn't actually. I don't think we actually saw much one-on-one strategy from Tom since Izzy's boot. Really, had we? Yeah, and we had. Yeah, and I think that that's you know that's an interesting thing to think about. Is you know, I, I think he's got some good strategic abilities, but um, you know, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's all a good conversation, but I think ultimately you see everything you need to see as shown on screen. Yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. And I, th- I think one of the things that I want to talk about, so we a little bit, and this is hopefully going to kind of make this point and we can close it out, but basically, um, you know, I, I talked a little bit before, is if Mike had won that, that final five immunity challenge and mm-hmm. you said you think Nate would have gone voted out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get down to a final four, and let's say that Mike wins that challenge again. Who goes home at that point? Mm, uh, well, you've got Barb, RV, Tom versus Mike. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, so if Mike wins that final challenge, so it's, yeah, it's those the final three plus Mike. Okay, uh, who Mike, would get Mike, voted out? Yeah. Well, Avi and Tom would have their thing. Tom and Avi and Barb would have their thing. Mike could possibly have Tom. Maybe Avi or Barb. Oh, Barb. I'll say Barb. Because my point here is I think that's the only time that Arby's at risk in this entire game, really, is that if that one scenario happens, is that maybe yeah. Mike says, well, my biggest challenge tomorrow is to beat Arby, so I want Arby gone, and mm-hmm. Tom and Tom and Barb jump on that and vote Arby out. Um, I actually still think there's a really good chance that Barb quits the game at that point to let Arby go to the end. Um, yeah. I think that there's a, there's a chance that... Um, he at least gets Barb on side with him to vote out Tom, and there's a fire-making challenge. So I still don't even think that that's a, a surefire thing that Arvi's gone at that point. Um, but let's just say Arvi gets through. So let's just say it's it's Arvi, it's it's you know let's say it's Arvi, Tom, and Mike. I still mm-hmm. think Arvi gets, you know, Nate's vote. I still think he gets Salah's vote. I still think he gets Shay's vote. Um, I think he probably gets Shannon's vote. So I still think Arvi even beats Mike. Um, and I guess my point here is that if I go back and look at this whole thing, I think from once you get to the merge, mm-hmm. uh, all Arvi has to do is get to the end. It doesn't matter who he's sitting next to. He basically wins regardless. I don't think there's anybody in this game from about, the, maybe even from the start, that can beat him. All he has to do is get to the end. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and, that's, I, and I think that's incredible. I've said that a couple of times before, actually. Yeah, that's actually incredible that, you know, he yeah. has somebody that all he has to do is make it to the end and he's he wins. And that's incredible. And if you think that Arby's not a good player, well, you've only got to talk about it from that perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, To me, that is just, that is pretty much just nails it. And I think probably we had this whole thing that Mike wins, but when you actually start putting the votes out there, I think it's pretty obvious that, that Mike at least is in a toss-up with. You know, the best-case scenario is he's in a toss-up with Arby to win that game. Um, and, you know, to me, I think that that's, that just shows that Arby's definitely got some, some pretty mad skills here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, yeah. Yeah. 
So I think probably we we can actually just close out this episode here. I think that was probably the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and I think what we'll do is come back and actually just do, put a bow on this whole thing, um, talk about the season, what the highs and lows mm-hmm. were for us, what the good points about the season were, what the bad points were. You know, I think it's actually quite a, a good discussion to have, and I don't want to go on forever here. I'd rather come back and, and have that conversation fresh because I think it's a really interesting one to have. Um, and, and I also just want to think about some other things about, you know, who who are our players that we really like? You know, who, who would you like? to in, in a world where Survivor New Zealand takes off and we have 10 seasons who do you think from this season would come back as a, an all-star um, you know so just some of those thoughts so if anybody's listening and they want to provide some feedback for that final show for us we'd really like to hear from you um, because yeah we really just want to put a bow on what I think has been quite a quite a fun experience um, and yeah we just want to want to go with a bit of a bang I guess Yes, and I feel like we need to have at least one more episode so I can talk a little bit more shit about Mike because I haven't done that much tonight. <laughs> well, we can do a bit of a countdown of each player and just give our kind of final thoughts at that point too. Um, about, what, about what we thought. So we'll definitely make sure we get our final licks in before we finish finish up. I've been talking shit about him all season and I just can't stop now. <laughs> one of the things is he's actually one of those guys that's been in contact with us a little bit too. So why is it the ones that we pick on that want to be in contact with us? I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Why do you... Why do you listen, Mike? Why do you listen? Probably because we're awesome, Nick. That's yeah, totally. Why. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things about Mike as well is that I was really surprised how short he was when they were all standing on stage. Like, he looked really short. He looked short on the TV show when they were all lined up. He was, like, tiny. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Like, I never really thought of him as being, like, a short guy on when you see him on the TV show. Um, I know he's probably standing next to all these women with high heels, and I think the women on the show are actually quite tall, even without high heels. Um, yeah. So I think he probably, yeah, it's kind of a weird one. I think Nate's quite tall, so he's standing next to quite a, sitting next to quite a tall guy as well, so that doesn't help. Oh, you're a little bit vertically challenged, Mike. A little bit vertically challenged. <laughs> it's not something I ever picked up on before, and uh, you know, being a, a bang on average height myself, um, I'm not certainly not going to pick on anybody else's height. That's for sure. Well, I'm six foot exactly, and anybody who's shorter than me is short because I think I'm short. <laughs> You're definitely not short, not in my world, anyway. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll call it a day there. But uh, thanks very much. It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to come back for that final episode. Going to be a little bit sad, I think, actually, to to kind of wrap this one up because it has been a lot of fun talking about it. But uh, it's got to end at some point. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a fun time uh, going through these last four episodes, talking about our winner, and uh, looking forward to coming back and and wrapping this thing up for good very soon. So thank you very much, Priz. Uh, and it's it's been fun chatting to you as always. Thank you, Nick, and thank you, listeners. Until next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.